You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom Brochel. This is Chuva Sopoiskim, a very special Chuva uh, Sopoiskim, as today we're going to be actually dealing more with uh, something which is but it's really, in a way, the machshova, I believe, the ideas behind much of the exactitude that we give to Psak Aloha. Um, we want to go for Psokim. Uh, it's crucial for us to know exactly what to do, how to do it, the right zman, the right time. Uh, and we have many people fight, face a quandary in trying to figure out why is all the details of the pu'ula so important? This that we actually rely on our paiskim to give us the exact directions. Why are those things that important? Considering the emphasis, especially that we know from Ayul Machsidis on, on a person's machshova, on a person's heart, based on the gemaras. So I've turned to a, a good friend, someone who is a marbit Torah in the greatest sense of the word, Rabbi Avram Minsky, who is the shliach of Chabad, the young professionals in Newark. Uh, he, is, he joins me now uh, from Newark itself, actually, from the base Chabad of Newark, a place where Jewish Chabad uh, generates. Uh, he, he does tremendous work in trying to be makariv and teach, uplift, and bring together Jews of all types, especially in the Derech Havayda that he is familiar with, the Derech Havayda that he can hold forth as an expert. So, um, so today, what we'd like to discuss is uh, a concept, and that is the advantage, the maila of Maiseha mitzvahs, of actually doing mitzvahs physically, versus uh, the feelings. And that is um, the reason what brought, actually brought me to this concept is that many people which um, I interact with, you know, there's many hidden from, not necessarily from a Kaizen, say the main thing it's important that you're a Jew at heart, that uh, you have a good feeling, you're nice to other people, etc. That, that, that's where religion is, etc. So uh, just to clarify, I think that's why I, you know, that, that's what led me to bring this concept. But I think this is something which is, Negea, not just uh, someone who's of that approach, but also a frumyid who understands, uh, you know, who, who is actually practicing b'maisa. Also important to know and realize the maisa maisa, and always when you understand what you're doing, it brings to more gishmak in the in the doing. So that actually a little uh, the two sides, the focus is doing, but what we're going to be that you're doing should be with the gishmak as well when you realize the importance of it. So, on one hand, we do know, on one hand, we do know that it is important to serve the Ebishter with your heart. Like it says in the Pasuk, the Pasuk in Shmuel, A person only sees that he only sees what he sees with his eyes. The Ebishter is able to see a person's heart. And the, the Gemara says, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, sorry, Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Ibishter wants a person to heart, meaning a person, the Ibishter wants a yid that when he does mitzvah, he should have kavanah. From Tzvetan's eyes, if we look from a halacha perspective, um, there's a Ramba, in Hanches Chamatsu Matzah, Perek Vav Halacha Hei, 
I'm going to quote the Lashon in Al-Taich. Ochel matzah baloi kavana. If a person ate matzah without kavana, kagoyin shanasu akum oilistim laechul yotzei dechivasi. If a person ate matzah without intention, for example, that he was he was forced by a, a goy or robbers to eat, he's yet to the mitzvah of matzah. Meaning to say, let's say, uh, you know, and, and it's interesting, you have two extremes. If you have on one hand, uh, you could have a yid who is a from yid who cures very much of Yiddishkeit, and unfortunately he finds himself in a place that there's no matzah. Nevertheless, and he, you know, and he, you heard these stories, people either were in jail or in the camp, and they, you know, they celebrated the, 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 the Pesach, say that they, by singing songs of, of Pesach, and they ate, but they didn't have matzah. So he, he, he wasn't yet in the midst of a chilis matzah. On the other hand, you have a yid who doesn't really care. Maybe he was also stuck in jail, and the only thing they fed him was matzah. And... He was yet to the mitzvah. So the first one, who had all the intentions and really cures, didn't actually do the mitzvah. Of course, you know, the you know, looks at what he did. But regarding the actual mitzvah, no, he was not yetzah. The second, who actually ate mitzvah, uh, matzah b'peil, he's yetzah in the mitzvah. So, if to understand this, Ashtikol, I want to be makdim. I want to first bring another gemara. There's a gemara in Kiddush. It's greater someone who is regarding two people who are doing a mitzvah. If you have one person who is not obligated to do the mitzvah, and let's say you have another person who is obligated to do the mitzvah, and they both did the mitzvah. So at first glance, you know, it's, you would say, you know, if you had to do something you were supposed to do, then it's a, it's no big deal. So, you know, meaning uh, you, you're supposed to do it. I should have given you such credit. You know, uh, taking it in, in, in perspective, looking from, a, let's say, in the house, a kid, a kid made his bed in the morning. So we say, yeah, you, 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 you have to make your bed. This is part of what you, what you got to do. So... If I say, you know, see, I'm not going to give you extra credit. If you did something, you stayed extra late, you did something in addition that you weren't specifically supposed to do. So now I do give you credit for that. But what we see over here is the opposite. No, we say God on the it's greater someone who was commanded and did the mitzvah than someone who was, than someone who was not obligated and did it nevertheless. What's Takip Shaz? So I saw there's a few pshatim. I'm going to take a pshat which is cut uh, to the which is negated in Yenenu. That is a, a pshat of the Tesis Harosh. Now read the Lashon. I'm going to give you a the Lashon over here. Hametzuva ve'isa u'isa retzen kene. The one who is commanded and does, he is actually fulfilling the will of his master. If the Abishter told him to do something and he's doing it, so he's doing what the Abishter told him. It's a different part. But someone who isn't commanded to do a specific mitzvah and nevertheless does it, it's not shaykh to say 
You can't say he's doing the will of his master. You can't say he's doing what they just asked him to do. Why? Because they didn't ask him to do it. He asked what he did. But the Nakud is because he wasn't commanded, therefore it's not Shaykh to say that he did the will of his master. This haste in Andrevertar, if we want to look at the and in in the next text we're we're gonna we're gonna you know what we're gonna bring it out more in detail. I'm gonna quote a line, this is a line from Tanya, and this will give a little more hasbara in this taste of Rosh. Even if he's a real tzaddik and he's serving the Ebrister with fear and with love, pleasure, nevertheless, nevertheless, is not utterly nullified out of its existence. You can't say that it's totally absorbed. You can to be unified with the Yibishter. He's something on its own. It's something for itself. Why? Because he he fears, he's the one who, he as a person fears the Yibishter and likes the Yibishter. On the other hand, which are the Yibishter's will, they're not separate from the They're totally unified with him. Totally one. What does this mean? So we'll look at it from a perspective as follows. And in order to be masbid, I'll be magnum with a story. There was a chassid, a disciple of the Balatanya. He was a very wealthy person. And he did a lot, many good things with his money. He gave a lot of tzedakah, and everyone knew that whenever you had an issue, you would go to him and he would really take care and do the best he can. He never turned anyone down. But unfortunately, and it came a time that he, he was he lost his money. He lost his money and he was no longer able to help out the community as he, as he always did. So... He went to the Balatanya, traveled to him, and he asked for a brach. He says, you know, Rabbi, you talking? You know, I was, uh, <laughs> as people, I don't want to be a Bulgarian, but, uh, you know, I was doing all, all the things right. I was helping people. I was doing Achnasas Eichim, Achnasas Kale, Avoy Sames. And I was doing many good things with this money. I was a... I was a good bala pikodin, the Ebrister, you know, I, I was a good uh, banker for the Ebrister, you know, I really allocated the, the money, the resources where it's supposed to go. Why did this happen? He expected the Balatanya to say, okay, you know, the Ebrister is of the benchin, the Aisha, Aisha, Aslacharaba, you know, uh, go back to your mamlaka that you had before. That's who, you know, what else? Everything was perfect. The Balatanya was quiet for a few minutes. Then he turned to him and said, not quite an exact question, this is the Teichen. He said, this is what, this is all what you want. Did you ever think 
or this is all what you need. Did you ever think about what Hashem needs you for? He didn't, meaning he didn't have, it wasn't any bad intentions, but it was all the way he understands what I think is the right thing to do, what is the good thing. And he did many good things. But the point was about the way, well, the way I feel about it. Not, it's only about Eivishter. And this is in a way, a chis, this is what the Balatanya is saying, the chisson of someone who, not someone, the concept of Ava and Yira to the Eibishter, although it's a great thing, nevertheless, it's still a yesh. It's, a person is not complete bottle to the Eibishter when he has Ava and Yira. Why? Because it's me, I, you need to have a person who loves. I love the Eibishter. I fear the Eibishter. If there's no I, then there's no, not shaykh, the whole concept of love and fear. So by Avinira, there, there's, it's not completely bottled. Obviously, you know, it's a big dvekis, but in a, in a slight, you know, it's, it's an it's a word, but in a slight way, there, it's not totally beetle, not totally nullified to Hashem. On the other hand, and this is related to what we were saying earlier from the Tesis Harash, when someone is not commanded so although he's doing all the good intentions, etc., but it came from his initiative. You cannot say that he's totally nullified to Hashem because in this scenario, he on his own will decided to do it. On the other hand, by Mitzvah Ve'esa, by regarding Maisa HaMitzvah, it's not about me. It's only about the Ebishter. And that's the advantage of Maisa HaMitzvah, of actually doing a mitzvah versus... Um, feelings of Av Yira, then when you're actually doing a mitzvah, it's not about it's not about me. It's only about him. On the other hand, Av Yira, there is a place, or sorry, there has to be. There is the person, the me, who likes and loves and fears. That is one point of the advantage of Maisa over um, over Lev over Av Yira. Rabbi Avram, I just want to make a, a ha'ora here. Um, in the Loshan from the Tanya that's up here that we, we've been thinking about and you've presented to us, he also says, just, actually I want to have two points. One point is he says that it's the mitzvahs umaisim toivim. Mashenken mitzvahs umaisim toivim. Now, why in the Loshan Tanya is he being machalot in mitzvahs umaisim toivim? It sounds like one is a mitzvah mamish, and one is a pu'ula toiva that is still the rats and the rabbinu shayom, right? So if we, if we have a person who decides, who's a summa, let's say, who's potter from a certain mitzvah because a summa is potter, but still decides they want to try to be makayim a mitzvah, or a woman who's potter, l'chayret should still be nichol in the getter of maizim toivim. It isn't just necessarily what they think or they want or their conception of what a good person is. Obviously, we are individual human beings that want dveikus, but in order for us to even get our schar, which you were saying, you, there's still an aspect of individuality that the mashpi is giving to the makabel. We don't become ois makablum legamre, because, right? <laughs> like he's, and, and even though it's true, in some way you could say that, oh, we are now, oh, we didn't go as far as we could, 
the truth is the Rabbeinu Shalom has stelt the Bri in a way that we still are in a way separate enough that we could talk be Makabal as separate beings. Like you were saying, we are the Yerei Hashem, and you know, you know, even in the Madrega Vayom Hava. But Mashaeng, like, but mitzvahs are really part of the Rebbeinu Shalom himself. Those are right. Those are that's the etzem of of the Rotzon Hashem. So what's interesting, I think, is that even though when he says, you know, "Follow me on this," so when he means the chius. The chiyus shebehem. Does he, he, he doesn't mean necessarily. Does, does he mean the mitzvahs as they exist on Matzivus, or as they were uh, put a shchira al gabi levana in the in the luchos or in the Torah the Meish Rabbeinu wrote, or does he mean the chiyus that a human being has when he's being mekayim those mitzvahs? A chiyus shebehem davar nifra b'fnayatz meklau. I, I, I get the sense, and of course, you're more well-versed in Tanya, perhaps, than I am, but I think when he says chius, he might be referring to the chius that a human being experiences yeah. when he's doing the mitzvah. So, mm-hmm. right? So even though he remains, uh, there's a dichotomy. On one sense, he's nifrad. In other words, because he has to be, to be the being, the Avremel Minsky, the Avremel Kivalevich, who's hopefully going to be a Yor Hashem, to get the schar. But in the in the Maisa HaMitzvah, or the Maisa of Maisim Toivim, since he's doing it for the Ratzon Hashem, right, there he could feel that he's not Nifrad from the Rabbi Shalom at all. Because that's, that, that's, that's almost like a Hemshech of, the, of Hashem's Ratzon. The same way Hashem's Ratzon created the world, and everything here is, is an extension of God's will. When we do a Mitzvah, the Chiyos that we bring to it in that mitzvah, really is is an aspect of the Rabbani Shalom's Ratzah. Powerful point. I think a very big insight in Yiddishkeit. And that is, that in essence, the truth is, only through a mitzvah is it possible for a Yid to connect to Hashem. And, and I'll add, on one hand, um, this is related to why Yiddishkeit in a way is very limited in details. Matzah, you have to eat specifically this year. You have to eat specifically in this amount of time. Specifically at this time. Tefillin at this time. Specifically black. Specifically this size. Uh, after this minute, not before that minute. Shabbos candles. Mincha. Uh, what time is Mincha? In IDT, they have to look at the clock sometimes in the summer. You know, making sure you you know you you half hour after chatzis, and if it was five minutes before, you know, uh, you know, we we took off from work for you. <laughs> but we didn't do it for ourselves. Why? What's this uh, stuckness on all these details? Um. So we'll understand it. Behegdim ashayla fakert. If Eibushter is so great, how is bechlal shayich? How is it possible? To connect to him. And as we see in text 5, there's a Pasuk in Tilim. Godel Hashem Mahulam Yerid. The image is great. The Gdulosi in Chekeh. greatness can never be fathomed. Meaning it ain't Chekeh. There's no, you can't imagine it. It's, it's unlimited. More than that, in, in the Zoyar, connected to this Pasuk, there's a Lashen Leish Machshava Tvisa Veklal. 
No thought can apprehend him at all. It's not shaykh, it's not possible for a person to understand the Hebrew Why? It's simple logic because the Hashem is unlimited. No start, no end. He was always there, always will be. A person is limited. We have a start, we have an end. And something which is un, which is limited because we are limited, we cannot possibly, we cannot understand something unlimited. Let's say an example. It's, a, it's impossible for us to understand unlimited uh, or to imagine unlimited dollars. What are you going to imagine? You know, truckloads and truckloads and stacks of hundreds and stacks, or zeros and zeros and zeros. But, uh, it's always going to be limited. Why? Because our mind is limited. It's not shy. It's like an, an ant can't understand uh, mathematics. A person can't understand or even imagine the Same, Similar to that, same thing, a person can't possibly have to, you know, a feeling, feel the Eibishter. Why? Because again, he's unlimited. <laughs> You'll feel something, some ray, but not him. And uh, so how is a child to connect to the Eibishter? So understand that Let's say there's someone who likes the who likes the president, president of the U.S. Whatever president you like, if you like this president, you like the past president, whichever one you liked, or two presidents ago. So let's say you like the president, you like him so much, you send him love letters, you send him letters on his birthday, you send him presents. In reality. The, the president, he doesn't really care about you. He didn't even hear about you. <laughs> he most likely didn't get your letter. He didn't get your presence. And he doesn't think about you at all. You have no shaitas with him. The only way you would possibly might have a relationship with the president would be if the president were to come to Newark or to New Jersey, New York, wherever you are, come by in his uh, motorcade, whatever. And he sees you and he says, ah, Rabbi, mister, can you please get me a cup of water? And you go and you bring him that cup of water. So, by doing that, when you bring him that, now, you have a relationship. Now you have a connection. And this is, um, in fact, this is uh, something which is, brought down in various places in, in Hasidus, this concept is brought down. So one of the easy places is actually in a sefer called Hayyim Yayim, which was written by the current Lubavitcher Rebbe. He wrote it actually before he became Rebbe. He wrote it in 1943, 43, 44. And it was a bunch of citations, quotes, daily citations, which he quoted um, from pre- previous past uh, about Rebbein. I'll go through the, his. Uh, he says the lashon is mitzvah is lashon tafs of a Mitzvah means connect. Someone who does a mitzvah connects himself with the Eibushter. And now this is a, a pshat of the Balatani. This is the pshat of schar mitzvah mitzvah. It says schar mitzvah mitzvah. So the pashtas we say that the schar mitzvah that leads you to another mitzvah. But here he says another pshat. Tight of schar mitzvah mitzvah. The schar of a mitzvah. The reward of a mitzvah is. Mitzvah, which mitzvah means attachment, that now you're attached with the Ebersh to himself. Meaning, and here he gives a, he gives a the dogma, he gives an example of someone who's extremely smart, a grace of Chachim. 
And a simple person is totally bottled to the grace of Chacham. And, uh, and this is a, it's, the simple person is totally bottled, I mean, totally, totally bitul, nullity in front, in front of the, this smart person. And the same thing, the smart person, the regular, the simple person, you know, doesn't, he's not someone to discuss anything. He doesn't, the Lashon is, and never get it a nushi It's pretty sharp. He's, uh, you know, it's not so you have a conversation with him. There's no yachas, there's no, he doesn't pay any attention to him whatsoever. But if the grace of asks the simple person to do something, it last days the double is to do something for him. Now all of a sudden, the simple person takes place. You create his material, you create his existence in the world of the Chochem. And this is Sai by himself. That he feels himself that now he's able to be Mekai and Mitzvah And he specifically got an instruction to do something. And same thing, in the Chacham's eyes, this person, although in Chachma, you know, it doesn't have a place, but now there's a benefit that he can bring. So, number one, it brings him that now there's, there's, he's in my world. Before that, this simple person wasn't even in the world of this big Chacham. And on top of that, this connects the very smart person with the very simple person. And the same thing is and, and you can understand the nimshu which is referring to us and the Eberster, meaning the Eberster is believable, the Eberster is unlimited, much greater, we are nothing compared to the Eberster. We don't exist in the world of the Eberster. And we don't exist, it's a two-way thing. We understand that we don't exist in his world. In our eyes, we're nothing compared to him. We're nothing, we're, we're just a human being. We have a, a, we're on a, a, a clock, there forever and ever. And same thing in his world, what does he care about us? But when he commands us to do something, when the Ibishter asked us to do something, all of a sudden, these little humans, which I created, these Yiddelach, they're important. They have an existence because I commanded them to do something. And that lifts us up. And that actually makes us connect to him. Now we're connected to him. And it doesn't make a difference what he asked us to do. Let's see if he finishes at the end. It doesn't matter if he has to do a simple thing, a great thing. Now we exist in this world. So this is the big maila of Maisa Mitzvah. That specifically through doing something the Eberster asked us to do now we have a relationship. Now we have a connection to him. We could think about the Yibishter, We could try, but it doesn't touch him. Like it's like you sending a mail to a king, which doesn't care about you, because he just he just sent a lot much higher level than you. And and similar to that, you know, people in in, in related to this, if you you did things that he didn't ask you to do. So again, you're not connected to him. It doesn't affect him whatsoever. He doesn't care. He's much greater than that. It's like you're sending him a presence to the president. He doesn't care. Specifically, when he asks you to do something, that's when you have a shaykhis. That's when you have a connection. And 
This gives a reason now we can give an understanding why we actually have to be very much medayik, medayik meaning be very precise in the way we do the mitzvah with all its details right. And I saw once a mashal there was once a there's a Chabad rabbi his name is Rabbi Aaron Moss yeah I think he's in Australia so he has like a paper he puts out I think it's it's not called Stump the Rabbi it's similar to Stump the Rabbi and many people ask him different questions and there was once a person which asked this this Shaila why is why is Judaism so stuck in the details like this like that he answered the person a month later and he wrote in his email. He said, really, you should know, I answered you two days after you sent me the question. The thing is, when I wrote the email, I, for, I forgot to put a dot before gmail.com. Gmail.com, I missed the dot. I realized a month later, and now I'm reading the shutting. That's why I realized that's why I didn't go through. Meaning to say, you missed, it's like in an email. The only way to connect the neighbors, if you do it the way he told you, Without that, you miss one dot, the email's not going to go through. <laughs> you didn't do it. Not what he asked. And to understand a little, a little better, a little tiffer, so there's a lotion, you see this in, in text 7. This was said by the, it's a lotion from the, Sefer Mahmoud and Tafir which is a very, it's a Hemsh, it's called Hemshek Samachvav. It's a deep uh, discourse in Chesedus, which was said uh, throughout a few years by the fifth Chabad Rebbe, Avishalom Dever of the Bavach. So I'm quoting the Loshin. Really, we are obligated in doing a mitzvah specifically in this, in such and such a way. The Leibah in another way. Only because that's what the Ebrish decided. There's no tam If the Ebrishta would ask us to be chopping wood in the forest, we would have to be chopping wood in the forest. That's what we would be, we would be doing. Mean to say as follows. And uh, I'll explain this through a marshal. Let's say a person has to, he has an apartment with four rooms. And those four rooms need to be painted. So you get a painter and you tell the painter, listen, four rooms have to be painted. They're all the same exact size. If you paint all four rooms, I'm going to pay you $100. Fine, deal. And he goes and he starts to paint after he did 50%, he did two rooms, he tells them, I'm sorry, Aenus, uh, my wife has to go to the hospital, so I'm not feeling well, I can't continue the job, I have to go. And he leaves. How much does he have to get paid? So, Papastus, I thought I could look into that lacha, but if I remember correctly, and you see how much would it cost Either he'll get paid half $50, or the Rav would say, listen, how much would it cost to find someone to, to finish the job, to do the other two rooms? If you get someone for $50, you know, you only, you only, you know, you made a little tear on the other person. 
But let's say to get someone to do the other two rooms would cost $60 because no one's going to schlep for only $50 for two rooms. So then everyone agrees, okay, so you give the second guy $60, but at least give this guy 40 There's no reason why you shouldn't pay this guy. It's not trying to say, ah, you didn't finish the job, I'm not paying you anything. You should pay him at least uh, whatever, pay him the remainder of whatever it would cost cost you to, to finish the rest. But if we take another example, let's say someone came to IDT, he wanted to make a shtick of lelach, wanted to have some fun. He sends an email, brought email to everybody, he says, Chevre, this is not today, I brought four jars of hot peppers, four hot pepper jars. Whoever could finish all these four jars of hot pepper within one hour, I'm going to give them $100. No, and one guy, Sachevraman, decides to, to go for the challenge. And he starts to eat one jar, and the second jar, and he comes to the third jar. You know, he's pushing it. After three jars, it's it. Asa Kanish. He can't, he can't continue anymore. The bathroom is breaking, his stomach ache. And uh, he tells the guy, listen, I didn't do four, but at least I did three. You know, you should pay me. Give me 75. <laughs> so everyone says, no. A deal's a deal. You didn't finish. You don't get anything. Why? Why is this different than the painter? By the painter, uh, everyone agrees that uh, make a chesed how much it costs you to finish the rest and pay this guy at least for half. And Shinkin over here, at Beseich HaLaposhet, everyone knows and so David moving the Das that he doesn't get anything. So that's better than the Kuda is because as follows. Painting walls, a, a room with painting a room, a room which is painted, you brought value to the room. It's more valuable. It can be sold for more, it can be rented for more money. So the job itself of painting equals money. Meaning, so this that it's valuable is not just because I told you to do it, I decide you should do it. No. It's valuable. Eating hot peppers is worthless. Eating hot peppers, if you're going to eat hot peppers at home, you're not going to make any money. You'll just get a stomach kick. Or the doctor. Eating hot peppers is not equal to dollars and cents. In this scenario, why does eating hot peppers make you money only because the guy decided only because the guy made a deal that if you finish four jars I'm going to give you a hundred dollars that made a chivas to this thing and now it's worth money but what's worth money only because I decided and therefore only if you did what I decided only if you completed my rotsin to the T every single detail did you accomplish something did you get the money because the value over here is not in the thing itself, rather in my rotsin. Masha'inkin, on the other hand, by the scenario of the walls of painting, the value is not because I decide you should paint it. Rather, the value is in the thing itself. And therefore, even if I did not complete your will, still I deserve and I can get money for it. And this is 
And that's to apply the same thing to Maisa Mitzvah. A mitzvah is a rotson of the Ebishter. What means? It's the will of the Ebishter. Only because the Ebishter decided you should do it, that makes it. The only reason why it has value is because the Ebishter so decided. And because the, the value is not in the thing itself, rather only in the rotson of the Ebishter. So only when you completed the rotson do you get the value. If you didn't complete the Ratzin, you just did something which is meaningless. So that's why it's so important to do every single mitzvah to the T with every single detail. Because if not, it's blood garnished. You didn't accomplish anything. So the Sikkum, just to summarize what we discussed today, the Maila of Maisa Mitzvahs over Avavira. Two main nekudas. One nekuda is in bittul. It's a greater bittul. It's a greater nullification to Hashem. By Ava it's me loving Hashem. The way I feel. By mitzvah, it's not about me. Rather, what He wants from me. It's about Him. Number two, and this is a much, much more powerful part. That in essence, the only way to actually connect to the Ebishter is through mitzvahs. Why? Because Hashem is unlimited we are limited. It's impossible for us to grasp the, the Ebishter, to understand the Ebishter, to feel the Ebishter, just like it's impossible for you to have a relationship with the king or with the president. He doesn't care about you. The president, maybe, yeah, but in general, in concept, you could send him letters, you could think that he doesn't care, he doesn't hear about you. Only if he asks you to do a favor, even a small thing, just a cup of water, now all of a sudden you exist in his world, you exist in his world, and you actually have a connection, a relationship with him. So only because Hashem commanded us and asked us Ah, you little humans, you little Yidlach, please do me this. Now all of a sudden, boom, you have a relationship with the Ein Saf. It's priceless. That's specifically by a mitzvah, which is Meduik and Lashon, Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah. The Schar Mitzvah is the connection. Uh, Rebbe Rashab is saying that ultimately the reason why the mitzvah has to be in a certain way is the Ratzon Hashem. We know that this is already a Machlekes and Kadmonim, and as the Rambam says in Mernavuchim and the Ramban also in the Parsha B'Shuach HaKain, that we hold, there is a Tom for mitzvahs. In other words, you so, can't... Uh, one second, let me finish. The yeah. point is, is that it, you, it would be wrong, I think, to give the impression that the mitzvahs don't have a Tom for our benefit, right? The same way we realize it isn't just, you know, do it because I said to do it. It, 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 we know that, that the way that Rabbi Nishom created the world was in a way that these mitzvahs actually not only bring in a shefa of Kedusha towards us when we fulfill it, but it also changes us and makes us better people. It, it affects our, our, our midas toivos. Maybe not every mitzvah, maybe certain mitzvahs are chok, that it's hard to grasp them. But we know that, that to say definitively that every mitzvah it, it, it's, it's, it doesn't have a tom. It has a tom, but I think what the Rebbe Rashab is saying is that the, okay. the, spe- the specific detail of why it has to be seven and not six or why four, that's something which was the rotson of the Rebbe Rashab. Yeah, what did you want? To, yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, so you, you put in, uh, right at the end, you put in one, one thing, which is the I'm details happy. of the mitzvah. But in addition, I would say, and this is no, I didn't specifically want to get into what you, you're bringing up, so I'll, I'll bring it out. And that is... That's what happens when you talk to people. Essentially, When, when you talk mitzvah, to people, that's, that, that's, one of the, that's one of the risks 
and benefits of talking yeah. to human beings, okay? That we talk to have a shaykhis. It's not just yeah. that the rabbinic shalom is out there. We're human beings, biyachad. So when you say something, you're going to have to expect some sort of response, right? Go ahead. Yeah. Now, but the meaning as follows. Similar to, let's say, you have a child who he tells you today he doesn't want to go to school. Why? Because ah, Bobby's coming today. Bobby's coming today. And then you tell the child, no, by the way, Bobby's coming tomorrow. And then they say, you know what? No, I don't want to go to school. You know why? Because, and he gives another reason. Because, um, you know, I, I, I want to eat lunch at home today. And, and this could happen with, with humans also. I'm giving an example of a child that's, you know, you see it, it's, it's more open. But with people also, sometimes you can have a discussion with someone. You want one way, here's another way. And it gives you a reason. And you explain to him why in this scenario you think this reason is not applicable. And then he'll go and give you another reason. Another reason. And you realize that basically this is just what he wants. The reasons, and it's called that the Ratzin is melubish in seichu. In essence, what is it? It's Ratzin. In essence, it's Hashem's will. Hashem took his will and was malbushit, and clothed it that it should come into Svaris and Seichel. And that's what some mitzvahs. But in essence, what is it? It's specifically mitzvahs. You could see this that sometimes the, the reasoning of mitzvahs are not applicable and we still do that. Reason exists of Chachamim. And more a point that Rabbi Kilavich actually mentioned earlier is that is that even sometimes that we do you do find um, reasoning for the general mitzvah, you don't find reasoning a lot of times for the details of the mitzvah. Tefillin, for example, it says Shabbat Alev Amayach, put it connected Alev, connected Amayach. Why black? Why this size? Why this time? Why this time? Not that time, etc. Not so they maybe the general you have the meaning you see that even in the details of the mitzvah again there's no seichel it's in a sense it's rotsim and be'etzim the all the mitzvahs are rotsim and just some of them are actually melubish in seichel the Ebrister brought it down into seichel and, and sometimes he's machayevas to use our seichel for example by sukkah laman yedu ki that we're machuyev to actually understand the reason. And a person who just sits in the sukkah because he says it's the Ratzon Hashem has less of a kiyom in the mitzvah than a person who's makir that it has to do with the history or the fact, the nisim of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim or Vesukah Seishavti. So clearly there are, I, I, I think people who see that shtickle from the Rebbe Rashab have to put it into context that he's going on the ultimate level that the other of 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 the rabbinic shalom as the rots and alien the atik yoyman because ultimately the rabbinic shalom right. could have ultimately a kaddish barkel could have been maratza a whole different bria no it's ultimately the, the bria has a seichel to it the bria the, the the first sphere is chokhmah there is a chokhmah there is an understanding and even what you were saying in terms of why tefillin have to be shochar and why the ritzuas have to look in a certain way if you look into sifrei side 
like Derech Mitzvah and others for him, you're going to find Hezbeirim to things which you might think are just, the, the Rambam might have said, I don't know why it's six or seven. I don't know why it's three or five. We're going to find how those numbers are part of a Kabbalistic system that makes sense. And when you're Makayim that mitzvah, based on your das, you actually have a greater kiyam a mitzvah. And the shefa that you bring into the belt is actually a greater shefa. But ultimately, though, that darga is, is, is less than the darga of the Atik Yoimin, where it's the Reisha Dela Yisyoda, that it's the Ratzan of the Rabbeinu Shalom, the Chvayi which, well, oh, you're right, he made it into a Seichel Dika thing, and, and, and part of our, our challenge is to chap what the Rabbeinu Shalom wants, but still, that's what, I think that's where he's going, when he thought, when he says, ultimately it's just the Ratzan Elyoy. And I think, you know, but, but I think what I'm worried about, Rabbi Minsky, is that someone might decide to, to dispense with the challenge of trying to understand and live that thoughtful Hanhoga that the Ramban directs us to oh. and say, no, I'm just going to do the Ratzon Hashem. You really need a balance. Sometimes when you, when, you, when you end up in a cul-de-sac and you're wondering why it's that important, oh, so now you need to put the salve, the medicine of the Rebbe Rashab. But otherwise, you, you should always, I think, strive to understand what the tachlis are. And he wants that the mitzvah that the Ebershah should actually penetrate through you, through and through, which includes your mind and your hearts. You have to be fully, as a person, fully involved and immersed. And therefore, <laughs> that's why the mitzvah came down into seichel as well, that, you should, that your mind should have a seichel and the person should be fully immersed and involved in it. Or, and even better, I think, we say, in many ways, you're margish, the sense of yourself, as we said about Avavira, Davka, when you comprehend things. It's Davka that Seicho, when we talk about Naranchai, we talk about Nefesh Ruch Neshama, Chayi when the Neshama is operating in a certain sense, Papoyo, in a person's mind to understand and comprehend, whether it's mystical ideas or however it is he's understanding it, there's, there, there's a, 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 a Lebedekite of the Neshama that, that is there. That, that isn't necessarily there when it's just ro- or robotic or, look, I'm shutting that point off. I'm just a good soldier. I'm just doing whatever it is. If it's chopping wood or it's laking tefillin, I'm doing that. I, I think that, that we, we risk sacrificing that, that aspect. And, and, and you, you, you want the person. And Farkert, you wouldn't, you are an example of someone who uses his seichel, right, as as much as possible, right, and and I think we we need to we need to realize that's what the exemplar is, and I think you know I, the other thing I, I you mentioned it before, and I just want to bring it out uh, for the benefit of the people who are, who are listening now and will listen in the future, is that you need to somehow come up with a getter. I mentioned this to you last night that the Rebbeinu Shalom, you talked about the people in the in the concentration camps. Who, who wanted with all their heart and soul to eat matzah, but couldn't. Nenas, right? Chishev l'asos mitzvah v'nenas v'yochol. We know that there, that there are, my Mar Chazal says, malavakosim kilo aso. I mentioned this to you last night. I think that we have to put that, the way I think what you implied, although you didn't bring it out because maybe you didn't think there was enough time, was that it's still not. Malavakosim kilo aso still doesn't give you the schar of the mitzvah, right. I would say it's just like he did. It. He had a thought right. to do a mitzvah, right. and wasn't and didn't become a mitzvah. 
it's not like that. Right. If you think but that you're eating, if you think that you're eating a tleh, right, and it turned out to be a tleh, right? But end, and by mistake, it ate kosher. So in that scenario, we, I don't have the in front of me. I think over there, you, you do say that he, but, he, the olabiyode tleh, I think is the lotion. The olabiyode yes. tleh, he got a piece of sheep meat instead. He right. thought it was going to be so chazer. Right, so, so he doesn't. He, I think that's the lashon. So he doesn't need to get, get forgiven of that. And so, and the Farshim say, well, what's the what's the difference if if over here by machshava, if you intended to do something wrong, it doesn't count. Why, when you intended to do something wrong and you, you did something good, it, it does count. So the Farshim say because we're talking about over here mitzad machshava, meaning there's is he rewarded for his machshava? So by a good machshava, the person had a good machshava, wasn't able to do it. So our assumption is he, the, the machshava was a real machshava. He really intended to do it. And therefore, even though he wasn't able to be makayim, the mitzvah b'poyel, nevertheless, you give him credit for the machshava alim. Masha'in came by an aveda, kol yisob b'cheskes kashtus. This is actually, and therefore, a yid who had a machshava do something bad, we said that the machshava wasn't a real machshava, and therefore we're not going to punish him on the machshava. But in the case that he wanted the itchaz of Allah Ta'ala B'yad, it's a kapara. Why? Because over here, it's, you cannot say that his machshava wasn't a real machshava because he actually did a maisa. So it means that his machshava was a real machshava. And every, every FBI sting operation is built on that principle, right? When the FBI hops somebody, that's what they do. Right? They create a, a phony scenario and they prosecute you based on the fact, even though nobody was hurt, because look, you actually did it. You didn't stop yourself at the last minute, right? That's really the same you saw it. And, and, our, and you see that the government works that way with that, with that Einfall. Um, but, but still, again, I think you need to somehow, and this is maybe, again, you can come back and we can talk about it at a different time, that Malavakos of Kivu Asol. Isn't exact isn't exactly the schar. It's maybe because I, I, I think, and again, there might be a lotion from the Rebbe on this. The words malavakosiv isn't the same thing as the Rebbeinu Shalom Bapoyo. Malavakosiv is like, you know, technically in the Torah. In other words, the kosiv. There's a certain zach that that the the, 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 the Torah gives you malavakosiv. But that's not necessarily the same thing as that you can that Achar Meyav Esrim that when the Rebbeinu Shalom looks at your looks at at, at, at your Averis and Mitzvahs that this has the same schar as Kiilu Asabapoyo. I think you need to say that. Uh, I think that's what you were implying. But this is Shtikel Chiddush that I think needs because obviously you don't want to make people feel terrible that they can't do mitzvahs. People are stuck. You said uh, we read. I read your bio. I don't know if you were able to do all the mitzvahs you needed to do in Nigeria and Ghana when you were over there. I'm not sure if you were able to makayim, tefillah, b'tzibur, and everything you needed to wanted to do. But I'm sure that the Rabbi, in Newark. What? In Newark, too. Yeah. Sometimes Nigeria, Ghana, Newark. Yeah, all these these places. But uh, but but part of it is the fact that the Rabbi Nishayim understands that that this is ke'ilu malavakosov. But clearly, you know, and again, this is what the Rabbani Shalom's cheshpin is. But in terms yeah, of in but, terms of the kiyum of of tefillah b'tzibur mamish of hearing shofar and and being poyo, that that lachayra would take a uh, as you said that would take the actual mice itself. And we don't we don't we don't have, the Baal Shem himself wouldn't have the capacity 
to, to do it without the Maisa Mitzvah, right? That's why in, in Chabad in general, and the way Chabad does this Kiruv, there's a very big focus on Maisa Mitzvahs. It's the biggest focus. The first thing you, you meet a Yid, put on with him. Do a Mitzvah with him. And that is because, specifically through Mitzvah, Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah, like this, you connect him to the Yibishter. I, well, now, now I, uh, so that I think you know, I, you know, Mark and 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 Leon, you can comment on that. How do you guys again? I, you know, this you've now heard the reason why you know they set up the the tefillin booths and people walk by and they say, "Hey, did you put on tefillin that here? Put on tefillin." Um, and, and I'm sure you've seen that, and it's very admirable. And these young fellows are out there, but uh, you're saying uh, that's part of why. That's the start. Instead of saying, hey, I want to talk schmooze with you and talk philosophy with you, first, let's do the act of the mitzvah first, right? Because a mitzvah is what connects him with the Ebishter. Nothing greater than that. Understanding, you can never understand that it's a lot greater. To actually connect with the Ebishter himself, that's a mitzvah. Right. I guess one other thing that, that I think we need to just say as we wrap up, despite the fact that you we have the, the machloikas algemein, mitzvah trichas kavana, or mitzvahs einen trichas kavana, right? This is a machlekes and shas, whether you need to have kavana for mitzvah to be makayim a mitzvah. And, you know, obviously this Rambam about achilas matzah, is it, is it considered an outlier or not? And it could be because it's eating, things might be different. Obviously Correct. eating, because yes. we know, as the Gemara says, shikei nena. The Gemara says that we consider it not just a misasek, because his body part of the mitzvah is to imbibe the matzah and that has occurred and the body has sensed that. I, I think that, that that needs to be explained and it's put on the table. And the other thing I would say, and we can end with this, is that there's something which the Alta Reb himself develops in Hilchas Firas HaOimer and the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, which is the idea of negative kavona. In other words, sometimes you can actually do a, a maisa mitzvah it seems like the body is doing it, or at least, or has said it, or done it, but the person could have in zin that I don't want this to be a mitzvah, right? Now that's, for example, you know, when he talks about Svira Salimer, where he says that I'm having in zin, he can, you can even do it on a tanai, <laughs> that if I didn't forget, if I, if I didn't forget what I did, that mice shouldn't count, and therefore I can make a bracha later. But if I do forget, then right. So you see that a person, in a way, has control of the ma'isa, even in the sense where his kavana can sometimes can sometimes alter it. Where the act of the mitzvah was done, for example, let's say in the case where the where they're forcing him to eat matzah. I'm not sure if he would say this, but could you say no? In his brain, I don't want this to be a kiyamah mitzvah. In other words, where you're sort of like they're they're putting it in my mouth. I don't. I, I, I can't control it. That's one thing. But if you're, if you were Bapoyal saying, I don't want this to be a mitzvah. The same way we know in Hilchas Tshuva, a person can be toyal arishoynos. A person can actually take his mitzvahs away. So lechayra, this is also something I think that your thesis. I'm sure everything you've said today is going to be a chizik for us in our ma'aseh mitzvahs especially when things get difficult. And as, as you said, whether you're in Newark or even in Williamsburg, wherever you are, it's, 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 it's kedai to know the, the great Tainug and how much dveikas we have with the Rebbeinah Shalom and the mitzvahs that we do. Thanks a lot again. Mr. Shem, we'll be back hopefully next week. Take care. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. 
you don't miss a single episode. 